Well, hello everybody. I wanted to jump on here because I realized I hadn't done a podcast in a minute, which I do every two weeks, but it always feels like it's forever. But I wanted to jump on here and tell a little bit of my testimony with you guys. Um, Because I I don't know, it, it may help someone. At least I hope it will. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Well, the last recording that I recorded got deleted, so we're going to try this again. Hi, my name is Monisa. I was born in a very small town called Cairo, Illinois. I was born to two teenage parents. My mother was 16 and my dad was 17, going on 18. In other words, I'm not supposed to be here. I wasn't even thought of. Wasn't even a thought. (laughs) More of a accident and mistake. I guess you can say. Well, this is how I felt sometime. My parents were young when they had me, of course. They didn't really know how to be parents themselves. I've heard different variations of when my parents told their parents they were expecting a baby. My father or my grandmother tells it that my father came to her while she was at work and told him and she smacked him (laughs) another variation is when my mother told my grandfather her father uh i was supposed to be aborted but needless to say i'm here um when it came time for delivery Um, My mother was five and a half months pregnant with me. I was born at one pound and 11 ounces. So I guess you can say I have been fighting for my life ever since. (laughs) My grandmother calls me her miracle grandchild. And uh, that's a lot to live up to, especially with high expectations like that. Um, I wanted to share a little piece of my story with you guys today, so we started from the beginning, and we're going to end here, so uh, I hope you have some coffee and some tea, because it's about to be a bumpy ride. Alright, so, I'm not supposed to be here. I lived in... A very small town, as I stated before. Related to almost everybody there. My grandmother, well, my mother's mother, was a school teacher in the local town. So, any class that I was in, believe me, my grandmother knew my behavior. My father's parents lived on the opposite side of town. They lived in a modest mobile home trailer on a plot of land with tractors and combines and wagons and car parts and it looked like a scene out of Sanford and Son (laughs) 
my grandfather was really proud of all of his stuff. I used to call it junk, but it was stuff. <laughs> or antiques. So I, I come from very humble beginnings. My my childhood was pretty fun, to say the least. Um, my aunt I would be my my designated babysitter. She would take me everywhere with her. I used to go to the clubs with my aunt at three years old. So yes, I turned up at three. It's pretty much a a party animal at three years old. And um, she used to have parties at the house all the time and movie nights and all that stuff. And my uncle, my uncle Marcus, may he rest in peace. I miss him so much. Um, He would be the typical little brother and he would take me with him (laughs) and put put me on his shoulders and and, um, try to help me spy, help him spy on my aunt if she was with a boy or something. We would always uh, play wrestling together, especially since Hulk Hogan was like the main, like ta-da at the time. Oh yeah, you couldn't tell my uncle nothing. <laughs> that was his boy. <laughs> he taught me how to play Mortal Kombat on Nintendo. He would beat me every time, and I would get so upset. Um, but we we always had active imagination. We really did. Um, I always had somebody to play with when it came to my my uncle. We were seven years apart, so I always looked up to him. And when it came to my father's parents, my grandmother, not the same mother grandma didn't, but my grandma always went to church and was always dressed in the nine. She was a home health care worker and a homemaker. She has been taking care of people all of her life always being of service to others my grandfather worked for IDOT on the highways um, fixing roads and all that stuff and when he would come home he would have more work to do he would be cutting grass or or uh, going to the fields and cutting soybeans for the next harvest or, or something or shucking corn it was always always something that he was doing um, by the time I was in probably pre-k or kindergarten my father had left for Florida to go be with my his brother so I really didn't get to see my father that much growing up because he was he was gone and it was just always my mother and I and um, during the time of my childhood I would go to college with my mom my mother would just take me hand in toe with her to university and I would sit in her classes with her and there would be times where I would go on assignments with her my mother wrote for the local college paper and I would go with her on some assignments and stuff um and we we moved around a lot we we did trying to find our niche and um our, our way and I uh, there are times where I felt like I was in the way of my mother's success like if she didn't have me then where would she have been now you know um, the accident that wasn't supposed to be here the mistake that wasn't supposed to be here but I'm here um, <clears throat> excuse me 
so when I was about eight years old, um, we're at my, my mom's mother's house and I get a phone call and, um, it was my father. He had met a woman who already had a few children of her own and they got married and he got her pregnant and the words out of his mouth was oh you're going to be a sister and you have sisters and brothers it's like oh okay you know my eight year old mind like what do you say about that what do you do it was very unexpected and uncanny situation I think that was a changing point in my life as a child and um, very befitting of the situation at hand Um, two, two years later my mother would meet my stepdad they would marry and we moved to Texas and not to say that my stepfather is a bad person because he's not I just didn't know him and um, I don't really know how I felt about that at 10 because I was just caught up in you know my mom's gonna marry type of thing and I just want her to be happy. So I just pretend like I'm happy just for her to be happy. And everybody be happy, happy. Happy, 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 happy. And um, I always kind of felt like I was in the way. Like I was just there. And I wouldn't say I felt neglected. No. Maybe a little bit emotionally and mentally. I mean, I had clothes on my back and, and stuff. Like, my grandmother, you know, I lived back home when I was a kid. Like, I always had everything I needed. And had clothes and food and, and stuff. And side note, I know I'm leaving a lot out <laughs> because I, I'm not ready to share some of the other things just yet. Um, but anyways, going back to Texas, um, I would meet a few friends but every friend I would meet, they would move away. Um, I had a friend named Amy. Her, her family was Mormon. I learned a lot of things. <laughs> I had another friend named Tanya. Um, her father raised her. And she moved away. Um, as well as other people as well. get a little teary-eyed I'm sorry thinking back on everything um we had sleepovers had friends but I mean nothing felt like being at home with my family Um, I mean there'd be times where you know we didn't have the lights on or you know we'd have the water on we, we, we struggled a little bit. I mean, there were times where we'd have a car. Um, but, you know, we did the best that we could. And, um, 
I think that's kind of where I learned how to isolate from everybody. I learned how to eat my feelings. I learned how to be stagnant. Because everybody that moved away, they moved away and I was just there. That's kind of the overcurring, recurring theme of my life now. I'm trying to change my mindset. So when I was about 12, uh, my mother had my brother. And I love my brother, I do. Um, it was just, you know, something else. You know, a new change happening in life. Um, going to school, going to high school and junior high and, and stuff. Those were, were changes. I, I learned how to hide very well. Hiding has been my my thing. <laughs> it's my safety net. I remember I told a boy that I liked him and he just laughed in my face. Yeah. Um, during that time, I remember that I wrote a letter to my dad and I told him how I felt. I told him I felt ugly. I felt stupid. I felt like the world was going to end and I'm going to end with it. And that summer I went to go visit my grandmother and my dad came down to visit I think at that time he was in Georgia with his wife and uh, he gave me a hug and said that he loved me and I was beautiful and all of that and I I felt good but I didn't believe it (laughs) that and that same visit he um, I remember a snake was coming down off a tree he killed the snake with his bare hands in kerosene and a lighter true story true story so we, we fast forward to I'm out of high school and I just finished community college and I decided to move back to Illinois due to some circumstances here and uh was good I mean I was with my grandparents I felt safe I felt secure I felt taken care of my grandfather paid for my first car my first year of college at the university there the same university that my mother took me to as a child while she was attending Um, I felt safe I, I didn't feel scared I remember uh, a conversation that my father had when he came to visit and it was to my brother, his son about mm, trying not to make no babies and he said I was a teenage parent It it was an accident and I was like oh now you finally admit I was an accident, thank you and he tried to clean it up, but I mean, I understood what he meant. But at the time, I think I was fragile because I wanted another reason why I was here, too. And I wanted to know 
a lot of stuff and we're not going to get into that right now because I'm starting to tear up and cry as I'm recording this and I'm not going to cry right now. <laughs> Whew, Lord. Okay. So anyways, back to me moving to Illinois at 22. Um, it was, like I said, it was great. When I moved back, my uncle came and picked me up from the airport. It was great. I ended up staying with my grandmother, my grandfather, my father's parents. Um, and my other grandmother still lived at her house at the time. So I would go visit and I would go back and forth to school and work. And I didn't have any friends to do anything with. My cousin was kind of wishy-washy, so she would do things at her own free will. Um, but my grandmother always took care of me. She made sure I looked nice for school. Grandfather made sure I had gas in my car. Maybe you can probably call it being spoiled. You can call it whatever you want. But I was happy that I felt like I was being looked upon. <laughs> Somebody cared for me. And um, I, I did the same thing I did prior I, I stayed in my room I, I didn't really go anywhere there was nothing to do there I had to drive 45 minutes 30 45 minutes to the next place to get some place um, I was in my comfort zone and my mother would call and check from time to time but that was rare um, the friends that I had here out of sight out of mind type of thing and um, I really didn't have any connection at all and um, yeah so here we are now at 33 um, my father and I really don't have much of a relationship at all um, we, we try to make it work for the sake of my grandfather because my grandfather grew up without father um, it's kind of a theme here a little bit um, and my grandfather just wants us to be close I don't think we'll ever be close close but close enough to where we have a mutual understanding of each other same thing with my mother um, we're close um it's going to take some time for us to kind of I think the adult me is was better than the teenage me we'll just say that <laughs> um, I, I think I'm more laid back now than I was as a teenager my grandparents are my village I love them to death they're, they're my everything and I don't know if I would ever find anybody that loves me just as much as my grandparents do they would give the world to me if they could and I guess you can say I'm spoiled. So, but I'm not a brat. I work very hard. Um, I want to be able to live a life of purpose. And I guess my purpose has always been to fight because I came up from the womb fighting to be here, fighting to be accepted. Whew, I just had an aha moment right there. <laughs> wow. Okay coming back uh, fighting for that 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 testament of, of self worth and appreciation and I didn't ask to be here but obviously God wanted me here for something 
some purpose he has me here for. I have no idea what that is. I keep searching for it, but ain't nobody ringing the phone to tell me. So I I, I know this was kind of rushed in 20 minutes. Um, I didn't give every single detail because some details need to be kept behind closed doors until I'm ready. Um, But I appreciate you listening to this. Whoever's listening to this, um, maybe I've helped you. I hope there's a lot more to come. Um, Have a good evening, good day, good morning, good night. Wherever you are in the world, God bless. Later.